You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, the most meaningless exercise in sports media. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. I, I try to keep an emotional distance from our local sports teams as much as possible and invest only when it makes sense because they break your heart. For 25 years, they break your heart. I would say if you were to rank like my level of emotional investment in the local teams when, when it's time to invest, Twins are number one. Wolves are probably number two ahead of the Vikings. So I've been more emotionally invested as a fan this season than in 15 years. And so from that perspective, when I saw Adrian Wojnarowski tweet out, the Wolves have agreed to terms with Derrick Rose for the rest of the year. I felt the air going out of my entire body. Like, yeah, but it can't. Not in that way. <laughs> but well, it, maybe a little it bit. Can't honest, maybe a little bit coming up the other way. It can't honestly surprise you, though. Well, no, it doesn't surprise me, right. but it's so, annoying. So, That's not, the, the debate isn't whether it surprises right, anyone. Right, but we knew this was coming. We basically knew this was coming. Okay, then let's we stop talking about it. We knew they were going to do No, I'm not asking you to stop talking about it. I'm just saying <laughs> this is this is the most predictable thing possible. He was going to sign Derrick Rose at some point. And when Butler got hurt, it became almost certain. He thinks that Derrick Rose's presence is what this team needs. He's mistaken, but he thinks that. And I get, like, I see smart people, uh, Doogie and John Krasinski, discussing on Twitter here. We're going to get Doogie in the room in 10 minutes uh, for a scoop session saying, well, they needed, they need bodies. But let's, okay, let's start, let's go down that path. They've had two years, Scott Layden and Tom Thibodeau. And this is where it's conflicting in that they might make the playoffs uh, despite some of these annoying things. They're working hard Although they right might now. not make the playoffs too. So, well, they need bodies. Okay, well, they lost Jimmy Butler to injury. Mm-hmm. What, what? Did they did they lose five other guys to injury, or did they just fail? Like, they let go of Shabazz Muhammad because they misjudged him as a talent or weren't able to squeeze anything out of him, right? If Andrew Wiggins hadn't regressed this year, they'd maybe trust him more to pick up some slack when Jimmy Butler gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And now, okay, now it's a two-headed monster. It's really a one-headed monster because Carl Anthony Towns is on a different level. So, like, their lack of creativity, Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden in – Building out the roster, looking at the needs. It's just you're just going back to 2010 Chicago right now. You know what this is? I've got get the, the band back together I've, and pray to God that you don't run into this, LeBron James. This is although Rose has never played in this town before. This is Jason Kubel and Bartlett coming back for Guardy. That's what this is. Derrick Rose is a safety blanket. Derrick Rose, Tibbs, th- and and when we talk about Tibbs' two separate jobs, this is why when when you gave him control of personnel moves, you questioned yeah. it a little bit at least because Tibbs, the coach, is going to win out in this case, and Derrick Rose, much like uh, Bartlett and Kubel word for Garden Hire and Ryan, are his safety blankets, or in this case, one. Yeah, instead of instead of having some foresight and creativity, and like, wonder if there's you know maybe Justin Patton who's. And I get that, like you need a guard and a big to add some depth. But so it's so whether it's Derrick Rose or somebody else, you you do need some guard depth. I get that. Um, but there's nobody in Iowa right now that you could empower that you could bring in for ten or fifteen minutes 
You don't you don't think you could lean on Marcus George's Hunt, who's been practicing all season, has some attributable skills. He doesn't want to do that, and, though. And is a little more spry. I know what you're saying, but he has no interest in doing that, and he's proven that time and time again. Bruce tweets into the show, the outrage is strange. Rose probably won't even play, so who cares? Oh, <laughs> watch. Oh, no, he'll play. Watch. That's, that's that dude's going to play 20 minutes a night. He'll I get hurt. guarantee it. He'll get hurt, but he'll play. Got something else for you here. We know where Phil Mackey stands, but it's time to find out who else has joined him on the I'm Done with Andrew Wiggins bandwagon. Uh, you found this on ESPN.com. Yes, insiders. This is an yeah. annual ranking here. The NBA's best 25 players under the age of 25, ranking young super, uh, superstars by potential. And this is a uh, Kevin Pelton, Bobby Marks, and Chris Herring conglomeration here where they just they combine their minds and they their sources and everything else, statistics, and they rank the young players in the NBA. So Carl Anthony Towns is fourth on this list behind Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, and uh, the Greek Freak is number one. Yes. Now, Wiggins was 11th last year. We went over this list last year. Mm-hmm. And 11th was kind of disappointing. The guy was the number one overall pick, and he's outside the top 10 of young players well, in the league. Well, then where is he now, Phil? Let me scroll down for you here, Judd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me scroll down past six to eight. Uh, they've got, uh, let's see, no, Devin Booker. Okay, he's no longer in the top 11. How Andre top Drummond, Clint Capella, Jason Tatum. Let's see here. Brandon Ingram, ugh, 16th. Yeah, keep going. Well, Steven Adams is still pretty young. He's 17th, tied with Lonzo Ball. He looks old, though. Yeah. I would have guessed he was about 40, actually. Yeah, I thought he was about 30. Uh, Lowry Markinen, 19th. Jamal yep. Murray is yep. 20th with the with the uh, Nuggets. He's guard. Aaron Gordon with the Magic. He's 21st on you this must list. must have missed him. Go back up because okay. he's got to be there. Let's see here. Let me go back up here real quick. Uh, Bradley Beal was 8th. Donovan Mitchell, 9th. Uh, Gary Harris, he's, he's 11th. That's where Wiggins was last year. I'm going to keep scrolling down. So he, I, slipped, so he slipped just a little bit. Jalen Brown is 22nd. Older than we thought? Oh, there he is. No. 23rd. Actually a tie with... Kyle, Kyle Kuzma. Yes. Wiggins is trending down when it comes to this list. A year ago, the small forward is ranked number 11th. While Wiggins has a career average of 20 points per game, he has continued to regress this season in rebounding assists, three-point shooting, true shooting percentage, and other things. He's also on pace for a career low in win shares, if you want to go analytics geek on it. And with a $146 million extension set to begin this coming summer, one would hope that Wiggins' development this season would justify his contract. The Derrick Rose signing probably wouldn't happen and would just feel a lot less depressing if Wiggins was playing at the level that you hoped he was playing at. But uh, now now I guarantee you Tom Thibodeau is going to lean on Derrick Rose to try and save the rest of the season. Because you can't lean on Wiggins. So of the three guys who uh, who all did their individual rankings and then they put them together to make this list, Bobby Marks had Wiggins at 21. Uh, Chris Herring had him at 20. Kevin Pelton didn't have him in his top 25. off the list. He did not include him in the top 25. <laughs> Think about that for a second. That's a smart, smart NBA Plugged-in so, insider analytics, yeah. With that being said, I, I would like to say this. Hi, my name is Judd, and I am off the Wiggins bandwagon as well. And by the way, Kevin Pelton is is too, in case Yeah, I'm that. off the Wiggins bandwagon as well. If I was ever truly on it, which I just said give him more time. I think you kept a foot on it just to see. This, reg- this regression is 
frightening, considering the last part that you just read. A five-year, $146 million max extension starts in July. He's not even into that. He's still on the last year of his rookie deal. Mm -hmm. And you watch him play now, I don't know what's happened. Well, it's the same thing that's been happening. I mean, it's not, well, like, it's not no, like there's been this no, huge drop-off. No, it's like I think the it's same getting, thing. I think it's getting worse, though. I really well, he's, do. He's settling for a lot. I, I, I think say it's getting worse. Because the counter-argument is always, well, I mean, the guy, you guys are idiots. The guy averages oh, not even 20 anymore. But people would say 20 points a game. But It's like 17 now. But let's say 20 points a game. The guy averages 20 points a game. Like, how many guys average 20 points a game? And I continue to say, these are all professional basketball players. Most... Guards and small forwards, and even like a lot of the power forwards who have a shot from outside, if you gave them the the volume of shots that Andrew Wiggins takes, they'd also average 17 points a night. And I mean, if you were to go go up and down the roster, Jamal Crawford has averaged 20 points per game. The reason why he's not is because he doesn't play as many minutes now. He doesn't play 40 minutes. But if you put Jamal Crawford out there, now he'd shoot 38%. He's better right. in small doses. Uh, it, I don't know. I I'm almost. I have said all I need to say for three years about about this guy. And the Der- I'm just buzz killed right now because Derrick Rose is on the roster and Andrew Wiggins is twenty third on a twenty five and under list. Do you remember when Glenn Taylor teams in, hanging on for dear life? When Glenn Taylor last summer at some point said, "I need to sit down with a- Andrew." I think he told Krasinski this. I need to sit down with Andrew and I need to look him in the eye and I need to make sure that he's not happy with status quo. I need to make sure that he is adamant about improving his game. And until I see that, we're not doing this contract. That whole song and dance. Yeah. I wonder if Tom Thibodeau wanted to trade Andrew Wiggins, but Glenn Taylor... It's a good question. You know, but Glenn Taylor, you know, it's... Yeah. Because he can't help himself either. Glenn meddles at the worst possible time and doesn't... You know, he's just never... He needed help hiring a general manager after he got rid of McHale and Flip Saunders and... And uh, David Stern pointed to David Kahn. Like it's not like he's the best judge of basketball no. acumen or character. Uh, Kyle tweets into the show. Good thing the Wolves play across the street from Mayo Clinic. Hashtag glass knees. <laughs> probably accurate. Man, he will play. He will play Rose. Tibbs is going to play him enough. I can assure you. I bet he's hurt within two weeks. I bet he misses time within two weeks. Or gets bored or something. Didn't he have a comment a couple of years ago when somebody asked him about basketball and coming back from injury? And This might have been with the Bulls still. Mm-hmm. And he said, I just want to make sure I can walk into boardrooms. Yes. I, you know, I got a lot of important things in my life outside of basketball. That was a, bi- right, buddy. That was a big deal because, um, yes, he, he said, I, I want to make sure that my post-career that I can go in and sit down in a boardroom and not... Uh, Krasinski also tweets that Rose and his wife welcomed a baby earlier this week. He was putting off signing with the team until the baby arrived. League sources tell the Athletic Minnesota. So that's why he didn't practice this week. Childbirth. Let's talk to Doogie. <laughs> Trying to make sense of some of this. When we come back, it's Mackie and Judd, a very uplifting show today. Mackie and Judd are back. I've been waiting for this for a long time. On 1500 ESPN. So Derek Rose is... Uh... We kind of saw this coming from weeks ago. Derrick Rose is now a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Talk me off the ledge. Talk Judd off the ledge. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm not quite sure I can talk you off the ledge. There's nobody out there who can play defense or shoot a three, because that's what this team needs. Three-point shooting and defense. Derrick Rose offers none of that. Well, I would agree. I'll tell you this much. Sean Kilpatrick. Now, it's not like he's a future Hall of Famer, but Sean can do some of those things. He can certainly defend. The Bucks make the move on Sean when they bring in Shabazz Muhammad. Sean's camp practically begged the Wolves, laid out the case. 
He's exactly what you're looking for, for 8 to 10 minutes a night. Just sign him to a 10-day deal. It doesn't have to be a deal for the rest of the year. The Wolves said no. Now, Sean is now with the L.A. Clippers on a 10-day deal. Here's what I was told by somebody with the Wolves, and they had a bunch of back and forth on this. I mean, maybe it was obvious the day that Utah made the move to let Rose go, but then Glenn Taylor was on the Scoop podcast. I think Glenn did a couple other interviews. Pretty much shot down the Rose talk. I was told they had all sorts of internal back and forth. Does he have anything left? One day they would say, yeah, he can still play. The next day, no. He's done. So I do know they went back and forth a ton. Now on Twitter on Friday, I tweeted Canis Hoopus, a popular Wolves blog, some others saying my indication on Friday was the Wolves were signing someone. Then as recently as yesterday, I taped the most recent Scoop podcast. I said exactly what I just said. They were having all sorts of back and forth. The indication as of yesterday was they were not going to bring somebody in. Now, by rule, you actually have to have 14 guys. Mm -hmm. So when they made the move on Shabazz Muhammad, they were down to 13. Now, you can pay a decent fine at the end of the year, I was told. So if you wanted to stay at 13, they could have stayed at 13, paid a nice fine. But why not bring somebody in? If you have to get to 14 anyway, there's about a two-week gap. So they could have waited a few more days to bring in somebody. I actually don't understand why they didn't bring him in a couple days ago. I do understand that his wife gave birth, but they did practice pretty hard the last three days. Why not even have him in yesterday for a practice? Now, I'm trying to find out if he was in yesterday for a workout. Did the Wolves go to him to watch him work out just to make sure he's in good shape? But no, I can't really talk you off the ledge. I just hope that Tyus Jones's minutes are not impacted by this. So how oh, much Dugs? Oh, they probably will. Be. Oh yeah. How much Dugs is this also um, an issue of Tibbs the coach panicking and going to Tibbs the executive because of this eight game stretch? They've now played two games. They lost both those games. Wiggy is giving you very little to almost nothing at times. Uh, and with Butler out, how, how much is this a move where he just wants uh, a safety net in his mind? Not rightfully so, but a security blanket player because it does seem like he has gone in, into, oh my gosh, we're about to miss the playoffs. What can I do? I'll just sign Derek Rose. Security blanket is a good way to put it. I don't safety agree with net that. is a good way to put it. I feel like that. I was told there was no chance of him signing any outside free agent that he had no familiarity with. In other words, he's coached Tony Allen, so Tony Allen was a possibility. They kicked around Tony's name. I think Tony could have helped him, by the way, for six to eight minutes a night, especially on defense. Certainly not shooting. Tony can't shoot. Derrick Rose. But then who else? I mean, there's not other guys out there. Like, they could probably still use some rebounding help, some interior defense. Andrew Bogut is sitting there, but they weren't signing Andrew Bogut right now in season. It's different in the summer, but in season, I was told Tibbs wasn't bringing in anybody he didn't know. That's absurd. Didn't have a history with. But think about how closed-minded that is. I'm I am not impressed. It's one thing to bring in Jimmy Butler, and maybe maybe another general manager doesn't go that aggressive for a Jimmy Butler. So I mean, like just making that trade has put the Wolves in a position to make the playoffs. And if he hadn't gotten hurt, they'd be a playoff team. But it almost feels like if you start to add up the lack of defense being played, and and that's Tom Thibodeau's specialty. And some of the weird front office moves are just like bringing back Shabazz Muhammad and then not being able to coach him up or get anything out of him. It's basically Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns dragging this team, which you can do in the NBA if you have two star players that are both top 10 players. 
Like almost anyone could coach that team to to an above 500 record. I don't think he's adding a lot of value above Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler as a coach or an executive. That's my stance right now. Well, Maybe I'm I mean, overreacting. Let's but. look at the two summers that he's been an executive. They made a decent offer to Luol Dang. Three years, $36 million. So That would have been a disaster. The third year was partially guaranteed. The guaranteed money was like $30 million. Now the Lakers end up offering Dang four years, $72 million. Blow the Wolves offer out of the water. So Dang takes the money, goes to L.A. But Luol Dang, history with Tibbs. Tibbs had interest in Joe Kim Noah. Tibbs signs Aaron Brooks. Tibbs signs Taj Gibson. They could have had J.J. Redick. They would have had to go to four years. Now, J.J.'s, what, 31, 32? He'll still be able to shoot in four years. I think so, but you wonder about his body. Will his body break down years well, three mean, and four? Okay, but look at... <laughs> but he can still because, shoot. Because, I mean, Philly know? gave him one year $23 million. The Wolves cannot offer him $23 million for the 2017-2018 season. So to entice him to come here, you would have had to go, I actually believe, four years. I don't think Redick was coming here for three years. But they could have had J.J. Redick. Redick had interest, but they wanted Taj, two years 28. Now, at the time, I thought the Taj deal was was nearly laughable. Turns out Taj is now laughing at me. Taj is having a career year. Taj has been worth $14 million, if not more, this year. But, yeah, I mean, just look at the guys they've gone after. It's guys that Tibbs has a history with for the most part. I will add, though. Yes. In Chicago, his teams were incredible defensively. I still think you need the players. I do. Now, there are exceptions. Like Brad Stevens had the Celtics, the team here tonight, playing incredible defense the first three months of the season. With Jason Tatum in the starting lineup, a rookie. With Jalen Brown, a second-year guy. With Kyrie Irving, who's not a defensive guy, as the starting point guard. So there are exceptions. But I still think you need the players. It takes time. I also think... Some of his teams in Chicago were pretty good offensively. And right now, the Wolves are a top-five offense. So is it unfair to pigeonhole Tibbs as just a defensive guy? Maybe Tibbs think, is actually an okay, offensive guy. Okay, but do you, do you think that? I don't think that. No, I don't. Carl Anthony Towns doesn't touch the ball half the time. No, when it's the a lot of hero ball. Minutes. It's yes. a lot of iso ball. No, I don't. Hey, Duke, yeah. Duke uh, going back to the draft night trade uh, for Butler last year, did Tibbs have the option? Was How much was Wiggins brought up in those talks? Is Tibbs the guy that said no, and how much did Glenn uh, try and weigh in on that decision, including when Glenn, I think, in the subsequent weeks after that, sat down with with Andrew, and that's the famous conversation of, I need you to look me in the eye and tell me that you are intent on improving. Now, in retrospect, how, how much do we know about what the opportunity was to include Wiggins in a Bulls trade and what the trade would have looked like if it had been Andrew instead of the package of the three guys? Well, here's what the trade would have looked like. Mm-hmm. The Wolves would have kept the number 7 pick. They really liked Laurie Markin. Well, they should have. He was having a him. good rookie year for Chicago. Yes. So they would not have had to do the 7 for 16 swap. So it would have been Wiggins plus Dunn for Butler. You would have kept pick 7. That's where Tibbs was slightly intrigued. I'm told, I'm led to believe, Tibbs had a somewhat open mind on moving Wiggins to Chicago. But yes, Glenn Taylor stepped in almost immediately and said, no, Andrew is staying. So they told Chicago, they told Chicago within the first 10 minutes of talks, 15 minutes of talks. Heck, Glenn Taylor said this on the Scoop podcast. They told Chicago right away, Andrew Wiggins is off the table. So why does Glenn Taylor, so I get that he owns the team and he can do whatever he wants, but why does Glenn Taylor, who empowers 
Tom Thibodeau with this massive contract and Scott Layden to be the general manager, day-to-day operations in the front office. Why would you hire those two guys to run your franchise and take away the possibility of trading a piece to the puzzle in a, in a deal for Jimmy Butler? I think it goes deeper like, than that. That's way too much meddling for Now, me. maybe it's too much short-term thinking, but they really wanted to make the playoffs this year. And Zach Levine wasn't ready to come back until a few weeks ago. So you would have dug a hole if it was just Butler plus Cat. I think you would have been in the ninth or tenth spot, maybe eleventh spot in well, the West. Guess what? That's maybe where you're headed. I still think they make the playoffs. I do. The schedule eases after March 18th. They have enough winnable games. Now I don't think they can be as high as three or four. I yeah. think maybe six is more likely. Maybe seven. And if you're seven, best of luck against Houston or Golden State. So the chances of them advancing have gone down. But to me, I still see them in the playoffs, which is still a monumental step for this franchise when you've missed the playoffs every season since the 03-04 season. What if they whiff? What if they finish with the nine seed? What like what's, What are the well, ramifications I mean, Tibbs of that? isn't losing his job. I mean, five years, $40 million. Scott Layden makes millions of dollars. You are not eating the money on those contracts. So Tibbs is back. But undoubtedly, he would take all sorts of heat. Can you imagine if the Wolves miss the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, they've yeah, lost so a lot of games. He's not going anywhere. Yes, yeah. I can now. Most yeah. definitely can. I think they uh, make it. Twins team. Well, I had it. Was it last week with you guys or two weeks ago? I think it was even two weeks ago about with you guys. Lance Lynn? About Lance yes, Lynn. Yeah, my headphones came apart. But yeah, Lance Lynn. Yeah, Dave. But the Twins have made an uh, offer. Dave stomped on those before the show. This is Dave's fault. No, I'm fiddling around with, with my headphones you too much. You do fiddle a lot, Dukes. Well, it's just it's one but of anyway, those. Lance Lynn, sorry. Yeah, anyway, on Lance Lynn, I told you guys it was in the two-year, 12 million-ish range. I should have emphasized ish a bit more. Mm-hmm. It turns out it was actually more than that. Now, I know the Pioneer Press report the other day, they hopped in on the story. Two years, $20 million. I'm actually now led to believe it was a tick above that. Not significantly above that, but maybe more like two years, 21, two years, 22. Regardless, Lance Lynn isn't taking that deal. Would he be open to a three-year deal? Phil, I heard you talk about three years, $45 million. Yeah, I think Lance Lynn today would take three years, 45. So if you like him at three years, 45, and you're the Twins, or let's say if you like him at, like, two years and whatever, 20 or something, then, like, what's if you like him, you like him. We're not talking about $100 million They like him. I mean, it's clear. They like him way more than Alex Cobb. There has been no contact with Alex Cobb since the Jayco to Rizzi trade. So it is clear. When you make Lance Lynn an offer, I mean, that's a significant amount of money. You make him that offer, it is clear that Lance Lynn, of the remaining guys, is their top choice. But yeah, are they willing to go to $15 million a year? Now, some people might say, well, why not just offer them one year? Go one year, $10 million. Here's the issue on that. The Twins have to give up a draft pick to sign Lance Lynn. Sean Johnson is now running their draft. You look at their draft class last year, not a lot of people are paying attention outside of Rooker and Lewis, but those two pitchers they got, Enlo. really good. Yeah. Really bright futures. So are you willing to give up a player like that, you're going more than likely to get a player like that, top 75 in June. Are you willing to give up a prospect like that for only one year of Lance Lynn? Now, is it possible the Twins with Lance Lynn can make a run to the ALCS? I guess. It's not impossible. But it's still 
a long shot. Are they winning the World Series with Lance Lynn? June 1st, right? Long shot. Draft pick compensation goes away on around June 1st? Yes. I forget the exact date, but it's like midsummer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've got about a minute and a half left here. So Vikings quarterback, anything you're hearing about Vikings free agency, quarterback, etc.? I mean, it's clear. Legally on Monday, they will be in on Kirk Cousins. I guess illegally today, my sense is they are in on Kirk Cousins. Do I think Kirk Cousins, here's the one thing the agent Mike McCartney is willing to offer up on the record. Mike will say, and I've texted with him, Mike will say that no team has been eliminated. Why would you eliminate the Denver Broncos right now, for example? Like Jason Lockenfor of CBS, I like him. Good reporter. Yeah, he's... By no means is it down to the Jets and Vikings today. Now, it's entirely possible Cousins signs with one of those teams. But today... Kirk Cousins has not eliminated the Denver Broncos. Why would you do that? By the way, uh, Jason will be the first one to tell you if he signs with oh, the, uh, yeah. the Jets or the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm well aware. So they're in on Cousins. They continue to protect themselves internally in terms of leakage. Rick Spielman warned his staff before they went to Indianapolis, then in Indianapolis again. They are very paranoid about that sort of thing. Now, at different points, they will leak information. But right now, they don't want anything on the quarterback front being leaked. Here's one thing I can tell you. The exact cap number they have to work with today. Now, this likely will change, whether it's a restructuring of Kyle Rudolph's contract, Latavius Murray's contract. Do you release Jarius Wright? Do you do something with Brian Robinson's contract? So you can still create more cap space. But as of today, the Vikings have $52 million of cap space to work with. All right. Good stuff, Doogie. Thank Appreciate you, it. I'm not sure if you eased the Derrick Rose angst here. Phil's but, very uh, upset, but thank I'm you. I'm actually I'm like deflated. I was in, a little bit more emotionally invested in this team than, uh, than I planned on being. And now Derrick Rose is going to be on it. As long as Tyus keeps playing... All will be fine with me. Well, we'll see. Uh, well, tonight might not be the best illustration, but we'll see in a couple weeks. Once Derrick Rose gets into the program and practices a couple mm-hmm. times, that's that's when we'll know how I think he's going to play now. I do too. He's going to play I'll admit, now. I was wrong. When they signed Aaron Brooks, I thought Tibbs' guy, Aaron would play. Now, to tie his credit, training camp, they went out to, what, the San Diego area preseason. No. Tyus kicked Brooks's behind. Yeah. So you had to play Tyus. So my hope is that Tyus kicks roses behind in practice. They'll have enough practice days coming up because they just don't play that many games the rest of the way. Yeah. You can find Doogie's podcast. It's called The Scoop, and it's on 1500ESPN.com, the new mobile app, and pretty much anywhere you would uh, subscribe to podcasts. We'll see you next week, Doogie. See you, boys. Two new episodes this week. Sage Rosenfels, Ben Hartsock. Nice. Real close ties to Kirk Cousins' agent slash agency. Tape that one on Monday. Then last night, Jamal Crawford. Super insightful on the Wolves and all sorts of notes on the Twins, Vikings, Gophers, and so on. Right on. All right, that's Doogie. Uh, Dave, what kind of stuff do you have for us when we come back? Well, you are a aficionado of cover songs. We've got a great cover to play for you when we come back. We'll also talk about hot dogs and pornography in unrelated stories. Wow. These are like all of our favorite topics coming up. Mackie and Judd are back. Lights, camera, on 1500 ESPN. That stuff you should know about is sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring with Indeed? You can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America and the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About. And what is more American 
than porn and hot dogs, which are both going to come up in stuff today. Yeah, let's do it. Let's start talking about wieners, shall we? Whichever way you want to go, Dave Aragon, it's your segment. Let's look back. Remember back to July 2015. Phil Kessel traded from the Toronto Maple Leafs to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. Toronto Sun writer Steve Simmons wrote in the article titled Leafs Were Sick and Tired of Kessel about Phil's habit almost every afternoon at 2.30 p.m., often wearing a toque. Phil Kessel would wander from his neighborhood condominium to consume his daily snack, which came from a hot dog vendor at the corner of Front and John Streets, where that vendor parked every day. You remember this? Yes, I remember it well. It was you, great. You probably also remember when the Pens then won the Cup, Phil posing on his day with the Cup on a golf course, Cup on the green next to him, filled with hot dogs to the brim, <laughs> yes. Phil holding a hot dog as well in his hand. Mm-hmm. A so little every, man, every man's dream, really, that scenario. Yes. So... Fast forward to yesterday, Phil's sister, Amanda, recent gold medal winner on Twitter, doing a little Ask Amanda Kessel, posted this video when the question came, how much does your brother really like hot dogs? All right, Christopher, I think you and everybody else has this question as well. So I got to put it out there. Phil does not really love to eat hot dogs. He does eat hot dogs sometimes, maybe on the golf course, but no, he does not love to eat hot dogs. Claiming later also that she could beat his, her brother in a hot dog eating contest if it ever came to that. Do you buy it? Well, my first thought is if you were to rank all hockey players just with their headshot only, and you were to rank their headshot based on how likely it is that they love hot dogs, Phil Kessel would be in the top five. Oh, he's got the bad head. He'd be in the top five. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the bad head. He's got head. the bad head. <laughs> He looks like he's a fat guy. He's not fat. He looks like he's Which fat. Which other though. hockey players, just with their neck up headshot, would be on that list? Of, but looks like that guy really doesn't oh. just like hot dogs. Loves hot dogs. I think Ovechkin. He's think so? often looking disheveled. Missing and, a teeth. Yeah. Missing, oh, I mean, Brent, Brent missing Burns, teeth, too. Oh, gosh, yes. A little corridor there with the missing front teeth. Phil's to, just sort of got that fat turkey neck thing going, so he looks like, like a guy who, who mm-hmm. would like a bratwurst and hot dog. You think Suter eats hot dogs? Gets him off the roller girl from Quick Oh, we know he doesn't. We know he doesn't. I, I like when they stay on the roller girl a little bit later in the day when they've been on there for a couple extra hours. You get that crispy, shard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he gets good. the salads for him and his buddies. So good. Well, if you, if you you can get the hot dog and the salad, just don't get the bun. <laughs> Chop the hot dog up, put it on the thing. Caesar salad. That's still one of my favorite things of all time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back in the time machine once again. Oh. Dayton Moore, GM of the Kansas City Royals. This was uh, August of last year. Danny Duffy, uh, their pitcher, had just been arrested for DUI, and Moore was holding a press conference immediately after that, asking, answering questions, and was asked about new educational protocols that could be in place with the Royals, with the Duffy thing, with Jordano Ventura's unfortunate uh, passing, and this was the answer. You know, we've done a lot of that. We've done a lot. We've done a lot of um, leadership stuff with our players. Um, very transparent about things that happen in our game. Uh, not only with drugs and alcohol. We talk about pornography and the effects of what that does um, to the minds of players and the distractions and how that leads to abuse of. Uh, domestic abuse, abuse of women, how it impacts relationships. 
and we, we talk about a lot of things, and, and I don't mind sharing them with you. I mean, because so wait, we go wait, from wait, what booze and drugs <laughs> to pornography. Fast forward to this past weekend, a group called Fight the New Drug. They're an anti-pornography group. Obviously, took notice and they held a little porn or anti-porn seminar workshop for Royals players, coaches, members of the team staff, whoever uh, whoever was there. A fight for love, they're calling it. Anti-pornography. Uh, the uh, first MLB team to, I guess, take a stand against do pornography. We, do we have evidence that, that watching... See, this is where I fear for Dawn. If watching pornography leads to domestic violence, then... Someone needs to go to the Zolgan household immediately and monitor. There is only a work computer available in my house, and I would never use it for that purpose. So there are no problems. I do find it interesting, since I've always considered porn and baseball, so no pun intended, to go hand in hand, that this is uh, actually being addressed by Dayton Moore and the Royals. I love how like he went deep dive analysis. Somebody, there. I don't know. Just because you listen, you, Dayton Moore. Just because you don't like porn, were you doesn't one? mean that the star shortstop prospect can't you know go home in the afternoon and spend some alone time huh? in the computer room. Were you the one that, that told me the story that um, way back former Twins reliever J.C. Romero actually had a locker that was basically just full of porn. And so you'd like be walk around the locker room and it would be spilling out of the locker. I'm not sure if I, I I had heard that. I'm not sure if I'm the one who told you that, but yeah, perhaps he could have used this seminar. He probably could have, or like, just you know let a guy live how he wants to, or just have a locker that you keep your stuff in neatly. No, some guys, if you throw that sinker, you want to be a little more tired when you go out on the mound. Maybe you want maybe you want to be looking. Okay, at moving on. Okay. Was that cut? That Nick Blackburn. Oh, Nick Blackburn. Cut. Sorry. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. Judd, identify this sound. There you go. Oh, I know what that is. There you go. That would be my good friend Phil Mack. Loud contact in the that? batting cage with his condescending friend saying, "Hey, good job, Phil. There, you hit yeah. the ball." Can you actually? Yeah. There you go. Can you take the sound of that? Was what 450, 465? I'm not sure how many feet that ball traveled. Can you line that up with like a Miguel Sano home run? I think mine was louder. I the think it might have been louder. The difference is when Miguel Sano hits a home run, you get the crowd going, yeah, way to go. <laughs> when you do it, it's, hey, you hit it. Yeah. Which sounds like Dave. There you go. Which sounds like Dave talking to his high school kids. Good job, Jimmy. Way to hit the ball. No, it sounds like me talking to my 14-year-old when she gets the puzzle in the, or the piece in the right spot of the puzzle. <laughs> hey, you put the lion in. Great job, sweetie. <laughs> Yeah, I found a batting cage yesterday. Little workout. We've been threatening to do this for a long time too. I might uh, might dust off the old gear. Maybe play some town ball this summer with Reavers. How huh? many how many oh, swings do we get God, in yesterday? I think Reavers no. retired. I think he's just is Reavers still playing or just coaching? I think he's a fat first base coach now, right? Is he? Okay. Yeah. Or you? How many me? swings did you get in? Uh, like total or or, or before it. we got some loud content? Yeah, well, either way. Yeah, I, I, I want to know the second part. I would say it was like three rounds. We did front toss where oh. you sit behind an L screen uh, and then you just like. Thrown from a few feet away. Yeah, from darts. like yeah. 20 feet away, you know. And uh, if you see the evidence on my hand here. Ooh, ouch. That's probably mm. 25 swings. All right. Well, you got to. <laughs> 30. You really got to work on your balance and getting power off that back leg because I watched it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not clearing any fences with that swing, my I, man. I wasn't squashing the bug. No, like you weren't squashing the bug. You just weren't working on Come on. Comes from the hips. Comes from the hips. Launch power angle. comes from the legs. Launch Do you guys angle. work Call on launch angle for ninth grade baseball? We l- work on just, you know, hit ball. <laughs> 
Just make contact first. Yes. Contact <laughs> first. I don't exactly. need contact. I, if I make contact one in every 20, and that thing is 17 degrees launch and 100 miles an hour. You guys like familiar it. with the music of Three Dog Night? <clears throat> oh, yeah. A little bit. A little Three Dog Night. Uh, you mm-hmm. probably have heard this song then many times. Yep. A little Shambhala. Wash away my troubles. Wash away my pain. Well, Phil Mackey, I know you love yourself a good cover. We've heard these guys in the show before, and they were on The Tonight Show last night. Wash away my troubles, wash away my pain, with the rain in Shambhala. Wash away my sorrow, wash away my shame, with the rain in Shambhala. Before I tell you who it is, Give me like a one out of ten. What do you think? Um, I mean, like a five. I like the start a lot. No, it's no, it's no shine down. And then the guy started to sing, so I give it about a three. That's a very excellent way to put it, Judd. Money can buy you a lot of things. Money can buy you a band. Money can buy you a opening spot on a tour. Money can buy you spots at a New York nightclub. Money can also no. apparently buy you a spot no. on the Tonight Show because that was JD in the straight shot, baby. James oh Dolan God. singing lead on the Tonight Show. Was, did, do we, did he pay to be on the show? Do I, we think? You'd have to think. Oh, wow. I was going to guess that. Then I thought there's no way that he got on to the Tonight Show. Yes. Wow. You know what the good news is there, oh. though? At least, like, the Knicks have gotten better as James Dolan has decided to go out on tour with his band because he just stays away from the Glenn franchise. Glenn get a band? Glenn Taylor needs a band is where I'm going with this. Can we get Glenn Taylor, a bass guitarist, and just a piano player? He can cover Prince, The Replacements, Minneapolis Band, Semisonic, yes. Minneapolis St. Paul Band. This needs to happen. Here's Glenn Taylor singing Closing Time. <laughs> uh, Seth Davis on college basketball. He has a new book out. We'll talk to Seth Davis at 11 o'clock and uh, some Vikings in the noon with Matthew Collar. Also, the Rays have an interesting idea that maybe the Twins and other teams should take note of here for the 2018 season. And it's not stripping away your roster and tanking. It's something else. Mackey and Judd. Phil Mackey. I just love the fact that every time he comes on, you get insight about stuff that you don't know. Judd Zolgad. Every time he's just full of insight. He's, he's kind of an open book. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Of course, the 1500 ESPN Bracket Challenge is coming soon, and you will have the chance to win a $50 Crave gift card, brand new 55-inch TCL Roku TV, or a Napoleon Lex propane grill from Patio Town. Some good prizes. Keep your eye on 1500ESPN.com for details on how to sign up for the Bracket Challenge. I just did a Google search. First time in my life I've ever put this in a phrase for... Uh... Royals porn. <laughs> that story that Dave found about Dayton Moore setting up a structure to instruct all the young players in the Royals organization about the downfalls and the pitfalls of pornography. It's everywhere. Like the New York Post has picked it up clearly. How Royals became first major league team to take a stand against porn. Mm-hmm. And there's an awkward photo of like all the prospects in yes, the room. Yes, I saw this yesterday. They're it's all like, like looking up at the Hey, when's this done? Oh man. Did they show clips? Do we know? 651-646-8255. I just did not even going to go near what you just said. Randy in Cottage Grove. Oh, uh, hi. Hey, Randy. What's up, Randy? Hey, hey, hey guys. Uh, just wanted to say, uh, 
But I called it already, and I'm going to continue to call it. We're going to send cousins, okay? So I'll just put that out there. You guys can tell me where your source was once we once I once I get that right. Okay, uh, I want to weigh in though on this uh, this topic of uh, you know you guys are making fun of these uh, you know I, I, like I'll just say adult film kind of wor- uh, workshops. Um, I, I've attended one of those. Wait, you've attended an adult film yeah, sure. workshop? Oh yeah, like the thing that I, I wasn't, you know, I just Royals. Well, I'm not quite sure how that one works, but the one I went to was, um, it was, it was really educational, and you learn a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, you learn that uh, these days you don't need what you used to need as far as like getting your your uh, your approach set up and, and kind of getting your uh, your kit, as it were. You know, you don't need that. A lot of these phones have real powerful cameras, so you can kind of you can work with the kind of mm. gear that you already got in, in your pocket. And you know, like, yeah, that sounds like, like a different type of workshop. Yeah, Randy, I think the Royals workshop the Royals is after. anti-pornography. Like they don't want their players to be consuming pornography. No, 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 you don't have to put your, your face in the shot if you don't want. You can just kind of keep it so no one knows who it is. But my point is, if they're trying to get some extra extra kind of buzz and exposure for their guys, I, I think I, I applaud them for it. And, and it'll get these guys' names out there, whether or not you know they want to use a, a screen name, as they say. But uh, I, I'll just say it's a lot easier than it used to be to kind of DIY, as, uh, as they say. And mm. uh, don't knock it till you tried it. Right. I think he hung up. I was is hoping he to get a couple follow-up insinuating questions. that Danny Duffy's name is not really Danny Duffy? Is that what we're supposed to take for that? Actually, Danny Duffy could maybe pass as a... That's what I'm saying. It's an adult so film name. His oh, real name is like oh, that that's Jack his alias. Smith or something. Jack Smith. Michael Thomas. Coco Crisp? <laughs> Thomas Eastrom. And he's using Danny Duffy. Adam Eaton? <laughs> I'm more... Uh... We could actually put together an entire baseball team of porn star names. Somebody actually in one of my fantasy baseball leagues, uh, this is the, the the pitcher Adam Eaton from like 10 or 15 years ago. Oh, His fantasy gosh. baseball team name was Adam Eaton. No, 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 no. Move it along. Move it along. I think we could go along with my idea of coming up with an all-porn baseball team name, but that would probably be as far as we should go. Never yep. mind that. It's good. Is is Randy then sort of telling us that he's participated in front of the camera? Oh, I think or is, that's what I got well, from that conversation. Yeah, clearly he hasn't allowed his face to be filmed, but I think what he's saying is, considering you brought up the fact the phone in your pocket, yes, I think he has. You know, I've actually seen one of those Randy videos before. Oh. You know, like at the, the, the peak point of the movie, like when Randy's really excited, shall we say? Oh, no, stop. The Vikings horn plays in the background. But Kirk Cousins is going to be signed. Yeah. Um, let's talk to Seth Davis when we come back. He's got a really interesting new book out. We can talk college basketball, get his thoughts on the Gophers, and uh, catch up with one of the main figures of the March Madness coverage mm-hmm. on CBS. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, 
and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.